Washed up sports podcast. What's going on? 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 What's going on, guys? What's going on, guys? Welcome back to a Washed Up Sports Podcast. This is episode 41. My name is Evan Klein, and I'm glad to be joined alongside my co-host, Max Lindley. What's going on, people? Glad to be back. We got a new episode. Um, banger guest. Really nice interview. Like, you guys talked about some great stuff. Appreciate um, it. I, I enjoyed listening to this one. I, I enjoy listening to most of them, but this one specifically. Um Thanks. It was very I'd good. I'd like to really quick. I just like to welcome you back. Oh, I after, appreciate it. As last week, it's good to good to have you back where you belong. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. I said I'll, I would be back for the Chris Sale episode. That's that's where we are. Chris Sale, forty one. Pretty crazy. Um, actually, whipping up a little video to celebrate forty one. I don't know why forty one we chose to celebrate, but. That's that's what I did. It's so like a little. Uh, come app, it's an appetizer for fifty. I guess. Yeah. You know. Appetizer. Yeah. It's an appetizer. Appetizer. You know, we're an authentic sports commentary from the perspective of two washed up athletes. athletes. Let's dive in to this week's episode, episode forty-one. We're gonna start off with what else? The NFL. The best sport recap. on earth. That's a that's Max's opinion right there. But, of course, it's um, my opinion. Yes, I know you are. Football is definitely your favorite. But I just, uh, you know, some really, you know, fun games to break down um, this past week. You know, you got the Titans, you know, almost starting off 0-2, but they hold on against Seattle in OT to win on a game-winning field goal. You that was know, a crazy was, game, man. Yeah. I, I wasn't really expecting that to go down the way it did. I, I thought I thought Seattle would clean up in regulation. Yeah, um, Randy Bullock with a, a clutch kick there. Um, Derrick Henry. Like, yeah, what a game for Henry. You know, people were panicking a little after week one, but the king will be the king. You know, king's back. King's so, back. Uh, so, you know, I think uh, definitely not much room for concern there, in my opinion. I think Titans are going to be fine because they just took down a really, really good football team in the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, they definitely did. I mean, Lockett looked great. He's um, been had a great first two weeks. He has a great year almost every year. He's when he's so healthy, underappreciated. he just has to stay healthy, you know? He's usually healthy. He's just very underappreciated, I feel. Yeah. And that's that's our fault, too, you know? Like, that's, that's just everybody's fault and kind of Seattle's fault for being more of a smaller market, you know? Sure. But he's great. Look for DK Metcalf to pick it up. Yeah, he's been a little quiet. Yeah, but I think he'll pick it up. Maybe just Definitely. get him back in the groove of things. Definitely. Yeah, um, um, you got Brady and the Buccaneers staying hot. Father time, um, you know, <laughs> is the sky the limit for this team again, Max? I mean, I think it could be. Their defense is really, really good, and Tom is firing on all cylinders somehow, some way. They, they do look good. They do look good. There was a time in that game, though, where the Falcons looked like they could take it away. So I, I don't want to say they look unstoppable because the, there were times against the Cowboys and the Falcons. They did look stoppable, and it looked like there was a chance for the other team to come back. But uh, up until this point, you're, you're right. I mean, Brady's firing on all cylinders. Gronk, Gronk had, looks yeah, like he's what I was gonna say. has a new career. Yeah, it's um, vintage Gronk Brady right there. Yeah, I mean, technically vintage is 25 years. But um fair. Fair. Um but yeah, Gronk he's having a whole new career. I think he has what? 3 4 touchdowns in the first two games. It's ridiculous. It, it's 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 ridiculous. So you're right, the Bucks look insane, but you just got to hope they keep on winning if you're a Bucks fan. Yeah. I mean, their defense is mad good, so No, absolutely. You're right. They had, you know, so many turnovers this weekend. Um, yeah, you got Sam Darnold and the Panthers. I did want to talk about this one. Because you, you said you didn't think he was going to be that good. No, I mean, you thought it was same old, same old. Played a good game. And, you know, is Sam, you know, is it the Jets effect? You know, it could, could really could be, you know, I think they call it the Gase effect. Because <laughs> Tannehill, same thing happened to Tannehill when he left right. Miami. Right, right. Yeah. You know, but, so, but like it's this, but the yeah, I mean, it could be a mix of, I mean, Gase effect mixed with the Jets is definitely not the best place to be after a quarterback. No, no, but um, he's in a better place now, Carolina. He's got a star running back. He's got some good receivers. He's got Robbie Anderson again. DJ and Moore. He 
he was absolutely throwing some dimes the pat the first two weeks. I mean, he looked yeah. good against the Jets. He, lo- I think, he looked even better against the Saints. Um, and you know, Christian McCaffrey's there. He's got his back now. I mean, he had Lev Bell in New York. Nothing against Lev Bell, but that wasn't really wasn't, working. That wasn't, wasn't working. He wasn't Steelers. Lev Bell. No, and it, it wasn't the situation. You right. know. Absolutely. So, you know, keep an eye out on Darnold and the Panthers to see what they're doing. I just think that's an interesting story considering, you know, a lot of people, including me, counted Darnold out um, on, on, out of his career. Honestly, I thought he was just, you know, a bust by this point, but, you know, kind of seeing a, a new look over in Carolina. So I'm going to stay tuned on that and, and follow that along um, for sure. I, I have one thing we didn't write this down, but I would love to touch on it just to be a homer for a sec. Um, this Patriots defense is scary. I've said it before and I've said yeah, it again. Yeah, um, JC Jackson, insane, might lead the league in turnovers again for in turnovers again this year. Past, so I, I believe it's in the past two or three seasons, nobody has more interceptions than him. Yeah, like since no. he entered the turnover league. machine, he is, yeah, he, he really and, is a turnover machine. The, the craziest thing, I forget who I was talking to this about, but we were talking, and I was like, it's he's not even the best on the team, like, he's right. not even the best defensive back on the team. And that that's what's scary. I think you get Stefan Gilmore coming back halfway through the season. Yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be very, very big. That's gonna be helpful. And you got the linebackers playing well. Yeah. You know, it, when it all comes together like that, granted, they're playing the Jets. No, yeah. It's it's but the, the defense, Jets. The, but the defense, defense has been great. solid. Yeah. I'm not worried. The defense is not what I'm worried about. Honestly, right now, the only thing that I don't like that it isn't uh, Mac Jones has been fine. He's been efficient. I think he's been pretty good, but you know, I, I need a little more out of the uh, the passing game in terms of, you know, putting points on the board. Yeah, absolutely. We need more touchdowns. He's He's yeah. got two touchdowns in the first two weeks. The run game looks good, but, you know, I just need some some touchdown passes mixed in there. And then I Oh, think, the run uh, game looks great. Yeah. So. That, that Damian Harris run the other day was beast yeah, mode-ish. That, yeah. You yeah. don't see hard, better, harder earned runs than that. I mean, unless you're watching Marshawn Lynch. Right. But. That's what I mean, though. It's oh, like, yeah, yeah. It's that, like you, know? you don't see it anymore. That those type right. of runs, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Um. Anyway, moving on a little bit. Yeah. Lamar, Lamar looked great. Took down the Chiefs. He did. Finally, a very very exciting for him. You know, I uh, I tweeted from the you know from the washed up account early in that game. You know, he turned the ball over early, and it was like <laughs> between his two fumbles and then you know the interception there it looked like his turnovers were about a you know is this going to be a theme what you know what's it going to be but he really cleaned everything up the rest of that game defense played great Lamar you know did a lot with his feet and uh you know they, they found a way I love how uh, that you now that call at the end you know Harbaugh put it in Lamar's hands to go and get that first down to seal the deal you can't give Mahomes the ball back in that situation and he found a way so um you know props to him for finally taking down his kryptonite yeah. Did you see my reply to that tweet? I did not. Oh, I just replied. Like you posted it and I replied like two minutes later. No. <laughs> You're like, is yeah. this going to be a problem? Fair. And I'm like, no, this is not Fair. a problem. Definitely. Lamar is so good, man. He yeah, is no, so he is. good. I think he has a chance to do something special in Baltimore. Yeah, I, I really like him as well. I think he's a special player, of course, you know, unlike any type of player we've ever seen at that position for sure. Um. Yeah, totally. The, moving on, Packers, they defeat the Lions last night on Monday Night Football. Aaron Jones explodes 40 touch, four touchdowns, That's right. not 40 touchdowns. That'd be insane. Um, <laughs> Packers struggled in the first half. It was, it was tied up at, at, at a certain point, but they, they figured it out and kind of had a, a, an eruption in the second half, as Evan said to me earlier. Um so it, it it was a good game. The one thing I wanted to hear your thoughts about what it, have you been watching Eli and Payton? Dude, they're awesome. I'm not watching anything else oh, it's on awesome. Monday night this year. Me too. Like it's it was fire. great. They had McAfee on last night too. They yeah, had, I love the guests that pop in and everything. It's a whole nother dimension. Gronk was game. hilarious. Yeah, it's great oh, for sure. It's, it's great. I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. Yeah, I'm all for it. All for it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. You ready for picking, buddy? I'm ready. So the score, and I will brag about it, I am winning three to one against Evan. Yes, sir. From week one. We had no pick them last week, so we got a whole big bunch of games this week that we're going to pick. Yes, we are. S- starting with? 
Chargers Chiefs. Who you got, Ev? Got the Chiefs. I'm going to stick with you there. Chiefs. Falcons, Giants. I'm going to take the Falcons. I'm going to go Big Blue Wrecking Crew, New York Giants. There you go. We got the football team against the Bills. I'm taking Buffalo Bills. I'm going to stick with Washington. I'm going to stick with Washington. The Bills didn't look great last week. They didn't look great week one. So They won 35 nothing last week. I know Tua wasn't in, but come on. I don't know, man. It looks Josh great. Allen, Josh Allen didn't look great. 35 nothing. Give me a break. Okay. How much okay. more can you ask for? 50 nothing. <laughs> come on, man. No, come I'm on. Kidding. Against the Miami, I'm kidding. I won in, I won in Miami team. That was the team that beat us. No, I know. I know. I just, I, I'm not really impressed with what I've seen from the Bills so far this year. They're a great team. Don't get, get me wrong. And I think they're going to figure it out. They're 100% yeah. going to figure it out. And I think they're likely going to be. You want to see them beat a good team, though. You want to see them beat a good team. And I think Washington is a good team. They just have to get that. Like that defense was expected to be so good coming into this year. And I was hyping them up so much. And so far they have just kind of disappointed. Yeah. I'm uh, on a personal note with that game. Jarrett Patterson. I'm I'm switching my pick. I just talked to myself out of that Washington pick with their defense. I'm taking the bills. Fair enough. I was going to say. Because I I do. I do like (laughs) Washington, but they also have some things to figure out. Yeah, I'm gonna hate myself. I'm gonna hate myself. The Washington football team. Washington is not gonna win this game. Okay. And yeah, J Pat. Yeah, coming back home. That's awesome. Yeah. Are you going? On a personal note, I will not be in attendance. Bills games are really expensive. I'm sure. They're like a good team, so they're probably like Patriots games now. Yeah, it's very tough. So I went to a preseason game this year. I'm gonna go to. I think I'm gonna try to go to like the the Bills Colts game down the road. That's like a cheaper one. Yeah. So so I'm gonna look into that but um moving on we got saints pats i'm going pats pats baby homer all the way buccaneers rams i got buccaneers i got the rams i think this is going to be such a sick matchup though tom brady versus matt stafford stafford's been awesome man he he's impressed me a lot absolutely awesome nice two and a start for him you know now with a respectable team so you were saying Lamar's kryptonite was the Chiefs, while Aaron Rodgers' kryptonite is the 49ers, and they're facing off on Sunday Night Football. So who do you think is going to win that game? What's his all-time record against the 49ers? I'm not sure. It's not good, though. Let's see. Aaron Rodgers versus 49ers. All-time. That's going to be... Hold on. I have it right here. That is... Four and six. There you go. So it's fair. It's definitely I fair. I don't know because the Packers looked great last night. The 49ers did not look great this week and they went over the Eagles. Um, hmm. So it's a tough game. You know, I'm. Uh, can you go first? I was going to ask you to go first. Well, I was just going to take whatever team you didn't take because yeah, it's a, I was it's planning on doing It's like a pick them. Yeah. True pick them and pick them. I'll Literally go with the Packers. I'll go with okay, the I'll Packers. Take the, I'll take the Niners then. Okay. I think uh, Rodgers is going to get some vengeance. Yeah, I think I think the Packers might win that, but, you know, I, I'm not sure. So, it's close. Panthers-Texans, the uh, the Thursday night game. Um, I'm definitely taking the Panthers because um, David Mills is his name, I think. David Davis Mills. Davis starting, Mills. Yeah, starting Rookie. with the uh, Tyrod is uh injured unfortunately so definitely got the panthers there against the those uh those texans yeah i'm gonna go with the panthers too i just okay. figured we'd talk about it because it's t- yeah i just figured we talk about it because it's tonight for our listeners that's right yeah that's right so there's a net football good game hopefully right. i mean dude the texans still have some good backs they got yeah. brandon cooks they got some good receivers so it, it's not it's not a it's not a write-off. Like it's right. it's not a win. Yeah, automatic. Yeah. Mark Ingram but, has been decent actually. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, Cooks over at the receiver with uh, a couple others. Yeah, not terrible. So yeah, so those are our picks. We'll That's get right. back to you with the scores next week. Yes, we and will with some That's more picks. How about you uh, take us into this interview? Absolutely. First, 
we need a word from our sponsors. So if you don't want to hear a word from our sponsors, go check out our Patreon where you can subscribe for $2 a month and you will get ad-free broadcasts a day early and a bunch of other perks. So go check it out. If you don't want to hear our ads, if not, here's a word from our sponsors. Today's episode is brought to you by The Daily Scoop. Daily Scoop is the premier dog walking and pet sitting service in Bergen County located in Glenrock. Daily Scoop provides service not only to Glenrock, but to several surrounding towns as well. They ensure that you are getting the best possible care for your pets while you cannot be with them. From the simple dog walk to daycare at The Daily Scoop, they have you covered. And if you need to leave town to visit your family or friends for the weekend, have no fear. Daily Scoop offers pet sitting services as well. Inquire for more at www.thedailyscoop.com. That's scoop with a K at www.thedailyscoop.com. Here's Max with their Instagram. Daily Scoop LLC. Check them out. Scoop with K. Today's episode is in partnership with the Retro Recovery. Retro Recovery is New Jersey's number one source for vintage clothing and 90s nostalgia. (laughs) From vintage football jerseys and starter jackets for the draft to vintage baseball tees and caps for opening day, the Retro Recovery has you covered get you swagged out <laughs> Hell and yeah. free shipping is offered nationwide hell yeah Woo! shop the spring collection now at theretrorecovery.com and if you want to save a buck use code washed up that's w-a-s-h-e-d-u-p for 10 percent off of your order that's code washed up at theretrorecovery.com for 10% off your order. Get your gear now. We are now happy to be joined by Taylor Ringgold. Taylor is a tape operator at WFAN Radio, amongst other things. Taylor, thanks for being here today, man. Really appreciate the time. Evan, thanks, dude. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. So, you know, John, I just wanted to, before we dive into the interview, you know, ask a little bit about your background, you know, where you, you know, gained your first love of, of sports and, and figure it out where it was kind of where you wanted to take your career path. You know, I know you were a baseball player your whole life, played college ball at SUNY Purchase. You know, tell me a little bit about, um, you know, how you, you know, became, you know, a lover of sports and wanted to get into it. Uh, great question. I, um, I, Loved sports from like a young age, played baseball forever, like you mentioned, played in college too. Um, I remember going into my ninth grade uh, guidance counselor's office and kind of figure out what do you want to do for a career. And then you realize like, hey, look, well, you're not going to be playing for the Yankees. So let's be realistic here. So I said to myself, what's the second thing closest to that? And that is talking to players and talking sports. So right from the right then and there, I made goals for myself at certain ages, what I wanted to hit and um, where I, where I wanted to be in my career. And um, I've kind of hit all those goals in stride over like a couple of years ahead of what my goals were. And um, I've had a great time. I worked for the New York giants. I've worked for the Minnesota twins. I currently work for WFN sports radio. I have my own podcast. I've done, other uh, local radio, Stony Brook University, um, some some cool stuff along the way. And it's, you know, for a young guy like yourself, you got to understand this is a grind. And you already know just from talking off air before um, it's a grind. And you also have the Clubhouse Club where I met you and will be on Clubhouse talking right. all things baseball. We're definitely going to get into that. Yeah. So, yeah, it's uh, kind of started when I was in ninth grade. First internship, I was 16 years old. Um the story is, is that my dad's coworker slash best friend, I think it was his cousin, was a meteorologist at a local ABC affiliate channel in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Wow. My dad's from Tulsa, so I have family in Tulsa, so it's kind of like okay. perfect. So they got me in there for about a week and a half, two weeks with the sports department. I hung around. I was hanging around the, the sports guys. Uh, there was like three or four guys that were there. And I've been somewhat in communication last, like maybe like two of them over the last 10 years still, sure. but that was my first opportunity like covering sports. And I didn't do really anything. I was more of like the stack guy for those two weeks. I would research I tagged along. I had like the credential pass on uh, and, you know, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, there's, 
there's no pro sports. So it's, it's high school football and they have, you know, the university of Oklahoma, they have uh, Tulsa hurricanes and Oklahoma state Cowboys. So for college football, and I got to experience stuff that uh, not a lot of 16, 17 year olds were doing, you know, 18 year olds were doing. So yeah, absolutely. I, I figured out exactly what I wanted to do and what I didn't want to do right from that internship. So I didn't want to do local news. Right. I wanted to do something more and I didn't know what that was at the time. But then as I've gradually gone through my career, I kind of figure out what it is. Right. So you mentioned, you know, you started working in sports media with the New York Giants, Minnesota Twins. And, you know, with that, you got to interview a lot of, you know, really talented players during your time. You know, tell me about the whole experience during that stage of your career, what that was like. And then ultimately, at the end of it, what led to you moving on from that? Man, um, you'll learn this early on. If other people you interviewed talk about their careers, You'll notice that a lot of uh, of us, we just jump around, right? You just jump around from place to place. And it's kind of like this unwritten rule in, early in the, in the industry. You got to kind of work at a lot of different places and kind of work all over to show other people that you can, you are, you know, you can work anywhere. You can do any kind of job. So right. I, I realized you know, I got the internship with the New York Giants when I was a senior in college, my first semester doing a production department. Do I like behind the scenes stuff? No, but I knew that would get me in the door um, to starting my official career. Like I started this little internship at a local news station with the sports department, which was nice first internship. But this Giants one um, four years later was really the first one. And I was in college. Um, and it was a unbelievable opportunity and you got to keep leveraging that as you go on. And then I graduated college in May of, um, 2017. And then in November of that same year, I got a call from the guy, my, my boss for the twins that I got the job in the, in the broadcast department. And I was freaking blown away. Right. freaking out and uh that was thanksgiving eve um if the listeners know thanksgiving eve is a pretty a popular thing to do you go out have a good time with your friends right before thanksgiving everyone's home and i got the job and i partied my ass off and i had the best time and then you know you gotta hunker down and i was like hey look i'm moving out of the state i'm moving in the midwest um thank god i had an aunt who i'm very close with lived in minnesota still lives in minnesota so Stayed with her for 10 months, um, had like almost like a fully furnished like apartment downstairs, basically. And it was great. I was, you know, 20. I just turned 23 when I started. I started January 27th of 2018. And I that was like when I started my birthday was February 3rd. So 22, 23 years old. That right right now, that's the best job I've ever had working for the twins, because I know you just asked about interviewing players and stuff like that. That's what I've always wanted to do. And that's what you were doing with them. Oh my God, Evan, it was the, it was the freaking best. It was so cool. So awesome. Um, with the giants, I got to hold the mic, you know, I got to hold the mic in front of a player. I just couldn't ask any questions. I was mm. kind of like, um, a placeholder because the camera right. would be on the player and you have the microphone in the camera, but you wouldn't see me. So I was standing next to Eli Manning, Odell Beckham jr you know, Sterling Shepard, some of those big names, but I wasn't asking the question. I was dying. Cause I was like, this is what I'm made to do. And I want to ask them, I want to, yeah. you know, pick their brain, whatever. And I would ask like the good question. Cause sometimes reporters um, wouldn't ask the good questions. And I was just there and I was like, what are you doing? Um, yeah. um, I've made some great friends over there, but then when I go to Minnesota, I had to hit the ground running right off the bat. And um it's funny. They don't teach you in college how to interview a professional athlete. It's yeah. very true that you just don't know. It's something mm -hmm. you just got to learn on the fly. You can interview. I can, you can interview me. I can interview you. We're normal people, right? We're not Mike Trout. We're not Joe Mauer. We're not Carlos Correa, whoever. Those are people I got to talk to. And I remember my first, you know, hear a funny story. This is my first time interviewing, uh, an opposing team. So I remember like it was like the first week of the season 
I got to kind of thrown in quickly. It was a quick homestand um, and interviewed Brian Dozier, whoever, very smooth, cool. Um, right. Nerves kind of were like away, whatever. And I think that was like pregame. And then I think post uh, the next couple series or a series after, right after, I think I'm trying to remember it was such a long time ago, but I remember like the first homestand Houston Astros come to town. They are right off of a World Series championship. We know they cheated, you know, right. but we don't know at the time. So they're they're exciting. It's exciting for Twins fans, exciting for us employees, excited for guys like me who had to interview. And you got to understand, like, I'm 23. I'm a young guy. Um, I'm going into either clubhouse. I'm going into the reporters. are all veteran reporters. And, you know, you kind of stand out like a sore thumb being this young guy. So I remember I had a story I needed to do. Um, if you remember that year, the Twins and the Indians played in Puerto Rico. Okay. I don't know if you're um, – and um, Jose Barrios and Carlos Correa played each other in high school down in Puerto Rico, and I wanted to get uh, Carlos Correa's view on what this means for – Jose pitching in Puerto Rico and their friends, whatever, and get that kind of insight. Right. Well, um, I was extremely intimidated. I was so freaking nervous, dude. I walk in and, you know, you watch all these players when you, you're just as a kid and then you're watching them as you get older and then you're Alex Bregman's over there, Correa's over there, Brian McCann is over there. Yeah. And then one guy, I've only gotten starstruck twice during that time and it was we can talk. I'll talk what I interviewed uh, Mike Trout, but then when Justin Verlander just walked by me, <laughs> I was like, I was like, what? What is going? Like, what planet am I on? You know, yeah, it was just yeah. very surreal. But then I, I interviewed Carlos Correa. I see him. He's sitting next as locker. Oh God, it's like so annoying to say the story. So I had a microphone. Um, that had a recording device inside of it with an SD card. It's one of the cooler microphones ever. It's like $800. It's awesome. Yeah. So I clicked that. And then as a backup, I'm not used to using like mics and like something like this. And then I had the old standard uh, tape recorder, click the power, uh, the record button on that. And just for backup sake, I took the voice memos um, app on your phone and recorded on that. So I had like three like in Carl's career's face. And I just wanted to back, you know, make sure that I was, you know, no problems, whatever. Yes. George Springer goes over to the, uh, like the DJ booth or whatever and takes his iPad and starts blasting disco music. Imagine <laughs> blasting disco music and you're trying to get audio sound. Oh no. So n- barely anything got picked up. I'm freaking out because I'm a young guy. I, I want to tell him like, hey, can you turn it off? <laughs> Knowing from my time with the Giants when the guys would be in the locker room, dancing, whatever, when the media would come in, the head of the PR department would tell or they would would be the ones to lower the music. Well, nobody on the Astros did that, and I was too afraid to ask. So I was like, all right, we'll just kind of wing it here. And then what even matters worse, Carlos Correa was busting my balls. And he says, like, oh, I can't speak English. And I was like, well, clearly you can. And then you have wow. Alex Bregman, Jake Marizic, and I had somebody else were kind of like looking at my outfit and kind of roasting my shoes. They're kind of oh, like, give me a break. So I'm, like, so I'm like sweating and I'm trying to get the like the quotes out. And I got it. I had to like fix the music, um, fix the audio, you know, take out the background noise and stuff like that. It was usable, but it was my first time interviewing an opposing clubhouse. They didn't make that. it easy for you. No, but I'm happy it was like that because there's also like the things you got to learn early on. It's like you got to fight throughout the adversity and fight Absolutely. through like the BS. And I'm glad it happened like week one of the season. Yeah, I mean, there's a bigger lesson to be learned there. Right. And it's all those lessons, right? There's all these lessons and cool opportunities and cool situations that came about in that job. Um, but yeah, I've, I got to interview some really cool people like Trout and um, Matt Olson. Um, the stars of today. Yeah. Michael Brantley and Aaron Hicks. Uh, I got to see Aaron judge. Didn't get to talk to him, but I got to see him. He mm-hmm. is a massive human being in front of you. And like, I, it was like almost like a touch him, but I, you know, of course I wouldn't touch him. That's awesome. Work. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I saw it. That's, that's pretty crazy. You say that. Cause I, I went to uh one time like judge was on uh 
a minor league, you know, rehab assignment at triple A. Right. And I, and I went to the game. One of my friends has like season tickets to the rail riders, the triple A Yankees. Mm-hmm. So we went and, you know, you're, you see this guy walk by and he literally is just like a steed walking by running the bases. Like it's just, he's a, a freak of nature. Doesn't it, it has a weird feeling when you see them in person, right? Right. Cause you see him on TV all this time. And you're like, wow, it's really them. The right. guy that I watch every single day. You exactly. Know? Yep. So especially for you, like when you were interviewing players consistently to like, put like to the for that for that to be in front of you at that at that point in time that's how i've always felt when i go to like a game and i actually see the players it's just like to yeah. be standing right next to them it's so cool yeah there was a it, it kind of it, it grew it it went away that um way i thought of thinking like oh my god i used to watch them on tv now right, you like get right used to it of course right you got used to it i got used to it pretty quickly because I, I was in the Twins clubhouse every single day, and you mm. see the same guys over and over again, uh, Buxton, Kepler, uh, es- uh, Eduardo Escobar, and Maurer, and Mitch Garver, all those guys, and you'd see them every single day, and you kind of develop a relationship, which was great. Um, but for the opposing clubhouse, it's you see them maybe once a series, and that's three-game series, or twice. So you got to go, you know, you, you're not going in with a developed relationship already you're going there kind of blind. And um, for a new guy like me, I don't have any years of interviewing this one person, right? There's like 20 year veteran reporters that have interviewed this guy's entire career. So the relationship's there for me, it was, that's another, um, you know, thing that was, was annoying, but also it was great because it was a little adversity. I needed to like get the job done in and out and get quality um a quality story done right right yeah absolutely so you know moving on from that a little bit i kind of want to talk to you about you know what you've done on on clubhouse that platform you know and how you got the ball rolling on that you know you're the founder of the mlb club and you know that's got 1.6 thousand members currently and you know that's actually how you and i first met i joined Mm -hmm. i I was um you know i love clubhouse and you know i'm on there fairly often obviously love baseball so um i guess that was I, i started joining the rooms fairly on in the uh the process when when you started that up um, you were one of the first ones Evan. absolutely you know what, what's funny was i joined clubhouse because at the time it was invite only right right yeah that's when i joined as well right i joined january of of 2020 i want to say no maybe 2021 i don't know no 2020 what am i talking about i'm gone for like a year um and my friend Julian invited me. I joined. And of course I was like in the social rooms and I was in like content creating rooms. And I said to myself, I, I want to start a baseball one. But at the time you could, you would, you would have to show value. It's what they call it. Yes. Beyond the app three, four times a week for like three weeks straight, you um, apply for a club and then they review the, um, the process you're, you've been put in, like uh, they see how much time you've been on it and yes. what the club is and what it's going to be about. So I didn't do that. I waited because I heard that they were going to roll out this feature where everybody can make a club, anybody and anybody. You have two opportunities a month to do that. And I waited and I waited. I remember I was working at WFAN, one of my late night shifts, and I was just getting off and I popped on Clubhouse right before I left. And I saw the feature rolled out, stopped by doing what I was doing. I missed my train, right? I made MLB on CH. And right from there, I made, made the club and the, you know, it, it kind of grew fast because I was already on the app for so long already for about maybe, maybe eight months or something right? Six months. So I was in a lot of rooms and I kind of have, a, I had a, a small, of following a little bit. I had like 7,800 followers, which was, I guess at the time, that's kind of like a decent number yeah, in, in yeah, clubhouse standards. Right. Um, and I just invited all of them. I invited all of them. And then once you, you have, um, I think at the point, at one time, MLB on CH, when you typed in MLB in the search bar, it was the very first baseball club. And I was competing against That's other how clubs. I found it. Right. Right. And but I was competing against other sports clubs that talked about baseball, but I was strictly a baseball club. I wanted to make that its own thing. 
Um, I, I had consistent listeners like yourself and others. And um, I added Kimberly Bates on as yep. one of my moderators right off the bat. Yep. And then Johnny and then Justin. And then we would have guys like Will Toe and right. the uh, SRO Cole, baseball guys, SRO yeah. baseball guys right. which I know this, I'm not saying the last names, which I'm, I don't know why I'm not saying their full last names, full first and last names here. But if you go on clubhouse, you could see a club called the MLB club, which was those three guys clubs, their club. And Kimberly came to me and said, why don't the two of you guys join forces and be one club since the SRO guys will Cameron toe and great Coles, little, great team, great team. They had a following too. They had a four or 500 followers on the, in their club. We had a big zoom meeting and we said, Hey, look, what's the idea here? Should we join together and be a one giant club? At the time, I think my club had the MLB on CH club had about maybe 1.4 K I would say 1.5. And then um, the three of those dudes came along and we have made, we have the best MLB best baseball club on the app. Nobody talks more baseball hands down us. Hands down, right? Shout out. There's no, there's nothing like it. You know, there, there truly is nothing like it. It's it's an unbelievable community to be a part of. And, you know, you and your team, you guys just kind of, you know, you guys continue to grow and, and kill it. And it's like, I remember when, when I first, you know, started, you know, listening to you guys, especially, you know, you at the beginning, you were the only moderator right at the beginning, kind of leading the discussions. And I was like, not only was the content, you know, you know what I love, cause I love baseball and it was great. And, but like, honestly, like I, I, I thought you were relatable. I was like, wow, it's another like Jewish guy who likes baseball talking, you know, in, 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 on a, on clubhouses nice. and shit like that. <laughs> so I was like, so, you know, it was just like from the start, you know, and then, you know, all the other guys who were joining, it was a very like close, I felt like it was a very close knit community right away and like yeah. the, the discussions we that, have are just like so insightful and like you know everyone in there just loves the game dude that is that's the part of it that's why um that was one of the reasons we as a as a collective group we've de- we decided to join together because um will cam and coles they have such a knowledge of baseball already right and they're a mixture of yankee fan will's a cub fan um and they have an overall passion. It's not like they just know specific teams. They know all of the game, oh, insides yeah. and out. And when when Kim came to me and said, hey, what do you think about that, of them recombining forces here? And I said, you know what? It, I, I took a little time to think about it. And then I said, you know what? Because we're all, we were always overlapping our shows. They would be in, our, in, in MLB on CH. I would be in the MLB club and in their rooms and then we decide like what are we doing they should just go together and it's the best decision we've made uh we've only gotten stronger we have big promotional rooms we had a field of dreams room that was a massive room we've had our trade deadline room that we had like four or five hundred people in it we've had former players and also current players come in former managers and agents that have come into these rooms and it's it's something that we're just getting started when it comes to building big content. And we got uh, new shows lined up tonight. We're ever recording this on a Monday night at 530. But even tonight, eight o'clock at night, we have a versus room. Who's better, A-Rod or Jeter? And the last time we did a versus room, which was Bonds and Ken Griffey Jr., it was a great turnout, a unbelievable you know debate conversation. And tonight, versus room at 8 p.m. is going to be the same thing. I'm team a rod, but we can save that for a, for the, for the eight o'clock show here. Right. Even in, in 30 minutes here, we have our weekly recap room at six o'clock and we have a consistent show consistent schedule of certain shows. And we are in development of having more shows like a minor league report. Um, once the off season hits, we're going to do uh, weekly recaps of, of certain, just certain teams in general, of course, hot stove, but the yes. big thing is going to be October and, and playoff baseball on MLB on CH. It's going to be a lot of coverage. We're going to have a lot of, a lot of shows. It's going to be right. nonstop for the month of October. So um, if anybody who's listening, MLB on CH is the number one place for baseball. We have a brilliant amount of minds that have joined the show. Uh, we got Chris Henderson, who's our, our newly joined uh, 
moderator who works and covers for the Texas Rangers. Oh, yeah. He's Chris great. Is the man. Chris is the man. Um, so we have, we have a lot of, of people that um, contribute. And as a, as a number one follower like yourself, Evan, you've been uh, contributing value, as they say, on Clubhouse since day one. I appreciate that. And, you know, it's, it's, it's so great because, you know, I, anyone who's listening, I recommend you check it out because it's like, nobody's like, because you, you feel like, you know, sometimes with these, with these things, there are some rooms where you're like, Oh, like, I don't want to talk because I don't think I'm like important enough to speak on this. And like, people don't know who I am. Cause there's people up there who like, are known in like the community and stuff like that. The cool thing about clubhouse is you can connect with those people and mm-hmm. like you have like, you have a voice that you can speak to and like, people want to hear what you have to say. You know what I mean? Like you're, there's no, like not too important enough to speak or whatever. Like you can get on there and like speak your mind. And I think that's something that like, that you were super great about just like including everyone, welcoming people and like creating that type of environment where it's like, you know, come here and like join the community and like share the love of baseball with us. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's our goal as a team. We want to have everybody have the ability to talk you know, of course, no trolling and no, and can't be not, you know, don't be rude and, you know, don't be annoying, but we, we want everyone to communicate. We want everyone to talk about their passion about baseball. If you want to talk to passion about your Red Sox, come on up. We have enough knowledge to talk about it. If we want to talk about the Royals, Kimberly will be leading that pack. We have enough Absolutely. people to talk about baseball. And not only that, but we, we love talking to other people because, when I first joined the app, sports was very small, right? And now it's become a bigger thing. The NFL has been contributing to um, clubhouse, uh, a lot of huge NBA rooms, but baseball was not really a thing. And we as a group are leading the charge. And we all have said this, not only I'm saying it here, but we've said it in our meetings. We've said it in our just phone calls that, you are by far one of our favorite uh, consistent listeners. It's not even a question. I, I'm truly honored. I don't even know what to say to that. I am. I am honored. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, no, I appreciate you. That, you, you come in every. You come in when you can, and you, when you come in, you talk. Yeah, dude. If, if I could be in that room all day, every day, and dismiss every responsibility I have in my life, wouldn't that be great? <laughs> Just talk baseball, and you have no other responsibility. Hey, <laughs> that's what I would do. I I truly enjoy school. it. Yeah, I truly enjoy it. And I know anyone else that checks it out, if you like baseball, you'll um, you'll enjoy it, too. But, you know, moving on a little bit, um, you know, more about a little bit more about you. You know, you're currently working tape operator, WFAN radio station out of New York. You know, tell me exactly what goes into, you know, being a tape operator and how that experience sure. at the station's been for you. And then also, you know, following up with that, you had the chance to host your own morning show recently um, early in the morning. Congratulations on that. Thank you. On Appreciate the fan. I, I got to tune into it for a little um live when but i I ended up uh it was it was a little late at night for me it was a little late at night for me but i tried to catch the rest of it on youtube i saw that was on youtube so um unbelievable uh for you and everything so just you know give me a rundown of of wfan and what that's been like well first of all thank you for for listening live and also watching it over but uh first i do want to say um the tape operator job it's it's important but it's not the most important, I'd say. I'm, I'm being completely honest with you, but it's important in the sense that it's you, it's an editing job. You are editing highlights, and our update anchors and some ho- and some hosts for some shows they use the highlights, the audio sound bites for their shows. And leading into a, uh, out of a commercial break, you'll have either Bob Husler or Eric Hertzwitz or Mike McCann. Those are update anchors, and they would have their you know, minute and a half script, two minute script with a highlight package inside. So my job would be that I have, if you can picture it, you know, I have a TV to my left, TV to my right, TV to my, in the middle, I have TVs all over and I'm listening to all the local games at the same time and cutting highlights. So you guys, like I'm sitting in my chair for like five hours straight and just six hours straight and I'm cutting highlights you know, during the baseball season in the summer, it's a little easier. There's only a few sports that are on TV. But once the the winter hits, you know, you have like or the fall hits, you have uh, October baseball, 
you have NFL football, right. you have college football. If I have to cut some local college football games, which is very rare. And then you go into the winter, there's still college football, the NFL, NBA, NHL. So it Ooh. gets a ton all at once. There'll be days I'll come to the office and I got to cut uh, four games at once. So it's like, it's a lot of work and it's very important work. And it's for, for some people, they might not look at it as an important job. It's not the most important, like a producer or it's an unsung hero type of thing. No, I say that because without the highlights, it's very hard for anybody to do their job. Right. Right. It's one of those things that nobody thinks about, but you need it, you know? Yeah. And and it's something where, um, you know, it's kind of like the first stage of behind the scenes. Then you go to board up and you go to producer or you can go vice versa. And I've, um, the process to get to that point couldn't go quicker than others. So I'm hopefully going to the process of going into the producer role, but for the show, I had the opportunity to fill in at WFAN on September 2nd from 2 AM to 6 AM. I covered a four hour span of a show by myself in the same studio that Mike Francesa and the great Craig Carton, all those guys you would have recorded their shows over the years. And I sat in the same seat of those guys. So it was pretty, pretty cool opportunity. I asked if we can turn the cameras on, I can get some video footage as well, which is something I'm very happy. I got opportunity to, to have in possession. Totally. Um, It was honestly, it's the biggest moment of my career so far. Because as a New Yorker, I've listened to the fan my whole life. I've yeah. listened to either Mike and the Mad Dog, or it was just when when Mad Dog left, and it was just Francesca, or I listened to Boomer and Cart in the morning, and then it became Boomer and Geo, and then Craig and Evan, and then Moose and Maggie and in, in the in the midday show. So I've listened to a lot of things, also a little Steve Summers along the way. Sure, but the ability to to host a show and. First off, the uh, opportunity was I was extremely grateful for the opportunity because it doesn't happen often. And a lot of the guys, of course, we go on vacation, but um, we have a, a new boss. He wanted us to uh, he wanted to see some of the guys around the office, people that have wanted a shot uh, to maybe get one. And if this could be my only shot, then so be it. I had a great time doing it. I hopefully in the near future, I might get another shot or two, but for everyone at home hosting a show at the fan doesn't happen um, too often for a guy who's 26 years old. It takes a very, usually what you do is you go outside of the New York area, East coast area, you go somewhere in the Midwest or the West coast and you do radio for a long time over there. And then you might have an opportunity to come to WFAN and host maybe if you're lucky. So um, I'm going to be working there three years in October and hosted a show at the fan was freaking cool. I did a pre-recorded interview the day before with, um, Aziz Ojolari, who is the New York Giants second round pick yep. out of university of Georgia. He's a, uh, outside linebacker, big kid. And, uh, had some callers, got some praise from some people around the office. So it was, it was a lot of fun. Unbelievable. Um, you know, that that's awesome and you know i'm I'm glad to uh to see you know a, a big moment for you like that and you know it sounds like um you're doing some great work over at wfan you know um kind of you know wrapping things up you know one question we ask uh, a lot of our our guests on sure. the wash up sports podcast is you know if you were to give you know a younger version of yourself or, or a kid um who wants to be in a position that you are in, you know, and or were in like a position of interviewing players and then working at a, you know, New York sports radio station, you know, what would you tell them? I, it's funny. I told myself this when I was young, if you want it bad enough, you have to put the work in. And I'm going to just, I'll tell my younger self that, that when you're, you're asking me a question, I would say to my younger self, keep grinding, and um, what I tell a lot of young, young people in the industry, and let's be quite honest, I'm still very young. I'm 26, but younger college kids or even kids that are in high school trying to think about maybe doing this, have the ability to know how to do everything. And what I mean by that is know how to write, know how to produce, if it's video or audio, know how to shoot a show, 
or use a video camera to shoot something, um, know how to direct and, and you have all those and know how to, you know, to interview and know how to host, you incorporate all that into your craft. It's only going to make your experience going forward a lot better. It just, it, it made my experience a lot better. And I had a lot more tools at my possession than other people that were going out for the same jobs I did. You know, I, I had the ability to edit audio and edit video when I was with the twins. Video wasn't a thing I needed to do, but it was audio. What I needed to be able to edit my own um, interview clips. I, I've interviewed people before. I've worked for a sports team before. It, it grabbed their attention. And of course, I did pretty good in the interview, but having the rest of that credentials is very important going forward in a young person's career. Knowing how to do everything. And if you want it bad enough, can I curse on this podcast? Please curse. If you want it bad enough, go <laughs> fucking get it. That's what I it is. It. I love and it. It's something I've really been um, putting together myself <laughs> uh, over the years. Absolutely, man. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. You know, as a, uh, a college kid myself, I'm, you know, doing this obviously and you know trying to do other stuff so you know it definitely uh, i appreciate you're putting it. the work in dude you're you're putting the work in i'm sure you know you, you and your partner are, are are editing and thinking of topic points and you're reaching out to guests and this is stuff i do all the time during the pandemic i found a great opportunity one thing popped up this zoom zoom was a blessing in disguise in the worst part of our uh, probably the worst year of our lives right, right. Zoom popped up and helped me out where I can book guests and it was easier because everyone's home. And also like nobody really has anything to do since there wasn't a lot of sports conversation happening. So I got to interview some really cool people because one, I had the tools in front of me and I also learned the tools, but I also had the ambition, the grind to get it done. Absolutely. And I wouldn't have gotten yeah. Scott Hansen or Chris Rose or uh, Jared Carabas or, um, Ashley Brewer, you know, Ellie Duncan, all those people, I wouldn't have got it if I didn't put the work in prior and in the moment. Right. If you don't, if you don't take your chance, you're never going to know, you know, exactly. You, you have to, to put yourself out. And there, also right? risk, just, just go out and like, like it's okay to fail. Right. What's the worst thing that's going to happen? Somebody's going to say no to you. Yeah. There's a quote that I actually wrote down on my board here. It says your greatest failure is the beginning of something great. So if you fail at something, that you think is your biggest failure in the moment. Just imagine what's going to come next. It could be the biggest thing coming next for you. So that's what I'm just saying. Going, We're, forward. Le we're leaving off on that quote. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Shout out absolutely. Maverick Carter. That's absolutely. my guy right there. Absolutely. Taylor, unbelievable uh, having you on and, you know, just appreciate the time, man. This was fantastic. Uh, looking forward to, uh, to staying in touch and, you know, um, congratulations on everything, man. Thanks, man. It's uh, just the beginning and same thing for you too. Welcome back from that interview with Taylor Ringgold. Unreal interview. Very, you know, um, great experience to, to sit down with uh, a guy I consider friend. Um, Taylor Ringgold is really, you know, awesome guy. And he's, uh, he's helped me a lot and given me a lot of great advice on, um, you know, uh, a professional level about, you know, this stuff and, and all that. So definitely shouts to him and uh, a big thank you for taking the time and uh, for helping me out. So, um, really good opportunity there and, uh, definitely a big appreciation. So, um, our final, you know, segment of the day, we're going to go into the MLB. We are a little less than two weeks until, you know, a very highly anticipated playoffs that I am super stoked for. Um, you know, we're, we're getting into that time period where like so many different sports are on at the same time. And, you know, for a lot of people, it's like, once football comes on and other things get back into it, it's like they get a lot less invested in baseball. I couldn't be more invested in baseball right now. Yeah. Max is pointing at himself. I, I could not be more invested. It, this stretch right now has been so unbelievable and it's just, it's amazing. You know, with the AL wild card, so nuts, you know, in, in all likelihood we're seeing three AL East teams in the playoffs, you know, and, Right now, it's uh, if the season ends today, that would be Red Sox and Blue Jays, Yankees knocking on the door. Final Yanks Sox series of the year at the end of this week, just colossal. That three game set what? is just gonna be colossal. I'm pretty sure it was you who said to me that you that how sick would it be if the Yankees and Red Sox were fighting at the end of the year for that wild card spot? 
Yeah, and here it is, and and you know, and and it could be, but it also be if they play in the wild card, that would be, you know, very very crazy as well. That'd be uh, sick. Um, yeah. So you know, with the with the Blue Jays, you know, they've just been red hot, and it's a question of are they just red hot like this down this like final stretch, or are they for real? You know, I think they could definitely they they definitely are for real, and they've like figured out a lot of the pitching problems and stuff like that. Just a deadly lineup, and you know. Vlad, you know, could be a triple crown winner and get his team into the playoffs. I think there's definitely a conversation to be had about MVP over Otani. I think it's an it's a conversation that is going to be had. I don't know if he will win. I don't know. You know, Otani hasn't been as good as he was mid-season form down the stretch, but Otani is doing something that we have not seen. So it's the AL MVP race is very, very, you know, very crazy for me right now. And I, I don't even know, man. Um, so that's just some food for thought for, for everyone out there. And, you know, just very, very awesome. And then in the NL, um, in that wild card, you know, obviously we're going to have the Dodgers. Um, you know, if we're, let's assume the giants are winning the division, you got the, you know, you got the, the Dodgers, you know, and a great team who is generally a division winner in the first wild card. That's basically set in stone. If we're let's, let's go with that. And then Cardinals have shocked the world as of late, you know, they did not have good chances you know, from the all-star break down the stretch, um, you know, to make this, this playoffs. And it's my now, boyati. yeah, now to see the Cardinals just playing unbelievably, you know, great baseball right now, very, very hot hand um, could possibly ride this into the playoffs would be so crazy for them. And, you know, to see a p- playoff potentially with no reds or Padres just seems crazy. So um, NL was just so tough this year. And, um, you know, this playoffs is going to be so competitive and I I just can't wait. Um, Max thoughts. That was a lot to take in. Um, Yeah, I really just ran. No, yeah. The Reds, the Reds kind of kind of saddens me because we wanted to see Joey Votto get back in the playoffs again. Um, And I think you're saying the NL is really tight. I think the AL is just as tight. Like it is right now. It, it right is. now it's becoming that tight. Like you got so many teams fighting for that wild card spot right now. Right, but it's like so crazy to me that like the like a ninety two win team. Obviously, because the Giants are so good, but like a ninety two team winning the, the yeah. Dodgers. You know, a team that like might hit like hit a hundred wins like or in the wild, a wild card team. You know what I mean? No, yeah, I get exactly what you mean. I get exactly what you mean. It's absolutely wild. Um, it's going to be pandemonium. There's going to be a lot of homers because. There's going to be a lot of homers because, you know, Don Manfred uh, loves his home (laughs) run balls. Um, He's juicing them for the playoffs. (laughs) And, I mean, I guarantee there will be way less checking for Pine Tar. Dude, that'd be – I'm interested to see how that progresses into the postseason. Or if if other coaches, like – use it against the other team they're like hey check or maybe maybe not less checking but maybe they'll still do it they're gonna still do it but maybe more nonchalant i don't know we'll see i don't know i just i feel like the the don wouldn't want to see his players in front of their most viewed games getting kicked out like fans hate the donald yeah the don i mean the donald do whatever makes him money you know so yeah that's why he's the don right at the end end of the day the don will don you know the don's don yeah (laughs) hope you had a don don Enjoyed the Don podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Don podcast. This is Don podcast. It sounds like you're saying darn in a weird accent. Don podcast. (laughs) Check out that Don podcast, man. (laughs) All right. You wonderful people. Thank you for listening and watching. Yes. Follow the Instagram, subscribe to the YouTube, consider subscribing on Patreon for early episodes, ad-free episodes, and exclusive content for a measly $2 a month. Follow us everywhere. Subscribe everywhere. Stick with us. Lots of things, new things, um, same things on the way. And Tyler's tailgate talk tomorrow. Tyler's tailgate talk tomorrow. Um, You know, new seasons of new sports are upon us. (laughs) Playoffs are upon us on us it's a great time to to be talking sports so um you know that's 41 it's in the books um we're riding our high horse all the way to episode 50 um so you know it's great so we will see you guys next week when i will be probably ahead of max and pick them again um you know yeah, Max, how's that uh you know i'm one and one in our in our league max is a nice little oh and two fantasy start it's okay 
Yeah, we'll see what happens. The two weeks. The, okay, so let me explain what happened. The <laughs> I first knew you'd two have weeks. To explain. The first two weeks. The first week, Dylan Sarah had a player that had like forty fucking points, like on Thursday Fair. night. He had someone. He had Tom Brady on week on, during week. He one, does have Tom Brady, and he right. fucking blew, like went off. So I went into the weekend, and then Aaron Rodgers scored just like zero points in fantasy that week. That's correct. Then Aaron the Rodgers next week, I played I played Gavin, and he had Derrick Henry. He scored damn near fifty points. That's correct. And my he players had like a good points. ass game yesterday. Like I scored a decent amount of points yesterday and still lost. So Fair. I'm not you, mad. I'm not yeah, mad. You've had a couple unlucky, unlucky games, but I just wanted to take that. Hey, it's week two. Badly. It's week two. We haven't even had our bye week, baby. Too much time. Yeah. Too much time for a comeback. That's right. All right, guys. We will see you next week. Take care. Take care. Peace out. Hey, guys. Thanks for watching. Be sure to check out the rest of our channel and subscribe. Make sure to follow our Instagram and maybe consider subscribing on Patreon for our bonus content. You can only find it there. I promise it will be well worth it. Thanks.